Chapter twenty nine of The Sword of Damocles by Anna Catherine Green. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Mist in the Valley. The true beginning of our end. Midsummer Night's Dream. Mr. Ensign was not slow in developing his ideas of friendship. Though he did not venture upon repeating his visit too soon, scarcely a week passed without bringing to Paula a letter or some other testimonial of his increasing devotion. The blindest eye could not fail to remark whither he was tending. Even Paula was forced to acknowledge to herself that she was on the verge of a flowery incline that sooner or later would bring her up breathless against the dread alternative of a decided yes or no friendship is a wide portal and sometimes admits love had it served her traitorously in this her aunt who watched her with secret but lynx-eyed scrutiny saw no reason to alter the first judgment of that mysterious it is all coming right with which she viewed the first symptoms of paula's girlish appreciation of her lover if eyes and lips could speak paula was happy the mournful shadows which of late had flitted with more or less persistency over her face had vanished in a living smile which if not deep was cloudlessly radiant and her voice when not used in speech was rippling away in song as glad as a finch's on the mountainside miss belinda was therefore very much astonished when one day paula burst into her presence and flinging herself down on her knees threw her arms about her waist crying take me away dear aunt i cannot dare not stay here another day paula what do you mean exclaimed miss belinda holding her back and endeavouring to look into her face but the young girl gently resisted i have just had a letter from sicily she returned in a low and muffled voice she has seen mr sylvester and says he looks both wan and ill he told her too that he was lonely and i know what that means he wants his child the time has come for me to go back he said it would and that i would know when it came take me aunt take me to mr sylvester Miss Belinda, to whom self-control was one of the cardinal virtues, leaned back in her chair and contemplated the eager, tear-stained face that was now raised to hers with silent scrutiny. Paula, said she at last, is that your only reason for desiring to return to New York? A flush, delicate as it was fleeting, swept over the dew of Paula's cheek. She rose to her feet and met her aunt's eye with a look of gentle dignity. No, said she, I wish to test myself. Birds that are prisoned will caress any hand that offers them freedom. I wish to see if the lure holds good when my wings are in mid-heaven. There was a dreamy cadence to her voice as she uttered that last phrase that startled her aunt paula exclaimed she paula don't you know your own heart who does returned paula 
then in a sudden rush of emotion threw herself once more at her aunt's side saying it is in order to know it that i ask you to take me away and miss belinda as she smoothed back her darling's locks was obliged to acknowledge to herself that time has a way of opening in the stream of life unforeseen channels to whose current we perforce must yield or else hopelessly strand upon the shoals end of chapter twenty nine